Welcome to Belly Up to the Blackboard, a podcast focused on the reality of teaching and other musings from and about professionals, hosted by Chris Munn and Justin Russell. Welcome back. Episode 12. Um, it's been a little while. This is, We're on Christmas break right now. I am. Justin's always <laughs> on break. break every day. <laughs> He's actually back in town, so we were able to do this in person, which is nice. Um, so... Even though it's Christmas break, we're actually going to kind of go back since we didn't do anything about Thanksgiving and, you know, that gap between um, Thanksgiving break and Christmas break and yeah, how that can be great, quick, or giant shit show. <laughs> well, either way, it's always fun to listen. That's right. All right, let's kick it off with, uh, what are we drinking here? So, Well, I, uh, I raided your beer fridge here, and I have a vanilla bean blonde. Dreamsicle, and this thing is magical. There was a peanut butter one in there that looked pretty good, too, but, yeah, this is by Infusion Brewing. Yeah, that one's out in, I think, Omaha. Um, tilt your mic just a little bit towards you, top Tell to your face. To Trying to help you out here. You're new to this. There you go. Um, and then I've got a, it's called Montucky Cold Snack. Found these out when I was in northeast Iowa, and they are really, really good. Um, and I'm actually finishing up. We did a fundraiser down at Cove Nutrition in Pleasant Hill earlier today, so I've got my um, T-bomb. Yeah, how'd that go? How'd the memory go? It was good. It was good. So it was great for uh, Melissa to have us at Cove, and we are able to raise some money for for track. So it was good, yeah. So, um, But, yeah, so let's talk about – let's kind of go back, and we can retrace our steps um, from Thanksgiving and then – you know, like I said, up until Christmas break. Um, and, you know, on a lot of the times we talk about some of the things that we struggle with as, as educators throughout the year. Um, you know, you always hear about the negatives and things like that. But let's take a minute or a portion of our, obviously, of our a segment here. And, <clears throat> like, just what we're thankful for that education has brought us. Yeah. Um, this isn't like a, I'm going to be sappy, hopefully, but. Um, <laughs> and not just, the cookie cutter answers that are normally there. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thankful for my, uh, um, you know, my 403B and, and all that <laughs> stuff. And um, But no, so I kind of want to make sure we don't miss out on like the positives that, you know, teaching, um, teaching brings. So um, I've thought about this a lot. And like one of the biggest things I would say is the relationships you build and you may not be with the people your entire career, but you build those lifelong friendships Yeah, um, with people. And um, it's, you know, they go through the same things as you do, um, whether you maybe you're coaching together, maybe you have the same lunch and you just, you know, you bond maybe um, we used to play cribbage quite a bit. So mm-hmm. when I first started at our school, there's a group of us, quite a few coaches and we would, we would get in to the building an hour, hour and a half early some days because we'd meet in a room, <clears throat> maybe have our breakfast, have some coffee, and then we'd play, we'd just all play cribbage. And it was, it was some of the most fun and, like, bonding that you could do. And that was, like, my first year. Yeah, it was a low stakes, um, just kind of uh, easy thing to bond over and uh, share, right? Like, uh, and I know... That was a big thing. There used to be quite a bit of people that would come in, stop by. Even people that didn't play cribbage, just stop in, and um, you guys could uh, 
just talk about non-work things, which is good. Yeah, yeah, you just, that camaraderie, and I know we do it before school. A lot of us had the same lunch period, so we'd meet at lunch. They called it man lunch, but <laughs> it was not exclusive to men. Anybody could come and hang out, even if they didn't play cribbage. We'd play cribbage then, and we'd even hang out after school. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't during the season, and we'd play, and mm-hmm. I know we came together sometimes in the summer and played as well, but, um, you know, those those lifelong friendships that you don't know you're going to gonna make until, you know, you do. And I think that's that's been a huge thing for education for me. Yeah. Uh, and being a teacher is that. No, I think that's a good one. Um, yeah, and I know sometimes it comes off as being cheesy or uh, as kind of uh, that real quick answer, which is the networking or the relationships. But I, I do think that's a key, especially in any career field. Um, if you don't feel connected, obviously, and, you know, you can look at all the research if you if you want to look at all that boring reading. But, um, you know, data after data after data shows, you know, there's no connectivity or buy-in from from the employees or people that are working. I mean, just they're not going to stay long. So, um, no, I, I think that's a uh, one you always have to make sure you say, though, is that relationship piece, especially as teachers. Um I would I would even venture to to say for me uh, just off the cuff um, something I'm thankful for is just the uh, the ability to grow personally um, and you can say whatever facet of life you want to talk about but uh, one that I'm gonna probably throw in there real quick now just more recent to me since I now I have uh, uh, kids and when I started teaching I didn't necessarily. Uh, wasn't on that path, but um, I can definitely see what as a as a parent I want my kids to be able to do and not be able to do right. Um, and I I think more now than when I started teaching. Um, gosh, the the why of my teaching when I first started teaching, and that's a whole different story. But is completely different than now. And now is. Um, how would I want my kid to behave? What is it I want my kid, real-world skills I want my kid to have um, when they graduate high school? And as I think about the students that we worked with and we shared and uh, the ones you're still working with, I, I think I can, it's safe to say, Chris, that you probably think the same way. Like knowing that you've had a lot of different jobs in your lifetime, yep. and same here, um, I think I can say with you know unequivocally that – there are certain skills that are required to be somewhat productive and successful. Yeah. Communication is a big one <laughs> that kids struggle with nowadays. And even like taking compliments. Um, I remember being a first year teacher and I hated compliments still. I mean, I'm 22, I was 22 years old at the time and it was so uncomfortable to be called out and positively uh, <laughs> complimented, <laughs> compliment, yeah. right. Or, or positively uh, acknowledged and, and you're right on that, and I think communication's part of that key and confidence, obviously. But, again, coming back to just in general, the skills and not even just academic, but those soft skills, as we say, or executive functioning skills, what is it that we want our own kids to have when they graduate high school? And I think that was the hardest piece. I know I griped a lot about that as well or complained about, well, this kid doesn't have this skill or this kid's just a, you know, whatever. Um, but you know, understanding that their world is different too. Um, but in the same token, our experiences have led us to know that, you know, showing up on time is a huge key piece of being successful. Well, and that's, that's crazy. Cause it does, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like 
it bothers kids at all. No, and even uh, I, I keep hearing from employers, like, they're starting to be relaxed. Like, we just got done traveling through uh, Texas, New Mexico, Washington, uh, the state of Washington, the state of Oregon. It is hilarious how many times we heard, and I talked to family members who are younger um, in that younger generation. Um, they're like, well, we talked about traffic, right? We said, like, how do you guys get around anywhere? And they're like, oh, but if we're late for work, you know, we just say there was a traffic jam and our boss is understanding. And I'm thinking, holy crap, like, that's a completely different cult- culture or mindset. Like, I, you know, I feel like sleeping in today. And then an hour later, I show up to work when I'm supposed to, and it's like, yeah, you oh, can't. There was a traffic jam. Oh, well, that's understood. And okay, whatever. Yeah, and if that's the case every day that there's a traffic jam, you leave earlier. <laughs> yeah, you plan for, you know. Yeah, you plan for just like, you know, if you're going to be late for school because of snow, like, yep. you know, it's going to snow. Yep. There's forecasts. What, yep. you know, you plan, yep. you plan for those things. Yeah. And then like doctor's appointments, <clears throat> like, Chris, you would, you would agree. If we know our doctor's appointments at 10 o'clock in the morning and we know it takes us 20 minutes to get there, we leave maybe 30 minutes early to anticipate, you know, a 10 minute delay or something. Yeah. But we also know that the doctor's office and go, if you're not here within 15 minutes of your appointment, we cancel it. Right. And you pay. And you pay. Yes. <laughs> and, but that's not the case anymore. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know a lot of employers. Uh, I know that's one of their largest gripes is people either showing up on time or just showing up. Yeah. It, it, and what I hear a lot is that kids don't show up and they don't call in. Yeah. They just don't show up. Well, and not when, just kids, but young adults now. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, would, I would say up until that 25 age group. Yeah. Um, they don't realize that. Or like when they quit, they just quit. Yeah, that day of. There's no, There's no two call. weeks notice. <laughs> Nothing. And I get if it's like a bad situation and there are times where I guess it could be warranted that it's, I just got to be done. That's the exception. Uh, The exception, not the rule. But now it seems like it's flipped. That's the rule. It's like, I'm just going to quit. So I'm either not going to show up and not tell anybody or I might shoot a text message. (laughs) Or, yeah, I forgot about those. Um, And I know I went on a tangent, but, you know, like, like I said, I've been fortunate enough to be in several different school districts and travel enough here in these last six months. It really did make me thankful of, uh, yeah, I was really thankful of that idea of um, being able to delineate what I want my my kids to know and then also be able to treat my students like my kids. Uh, and I think every single parent that I, I spoke to about doing that like when i was frank with him i said hey you know mr russell was a jerk to me i'm like hey i talk to you the same way i talk to my own kids like this is how they need to behave in public and i'm gonna call you out i call my own kid out and um almost every parent was okay with the idea that i was taking these students and and having them be skilled in ways that i would do my own student my own kids yeah yeah and and Parents are understanding. And then some kids, after you go through it, they understand that too. Because I'm the same way. It's like, yeah, I'm hard on you. Mm-hmm. But I'm not any more hard on you than I am my own kids. No. It's not I'm treating you bad. It's like I'm holding you to an expectation Absolutely. that maybe some other teachers don't. Yep. Right? Yeah. It's just easier to have you. Or adults. But well, we, we could just say adults. Ad- like, I, I, you know, because I don't want to bash teachers. But I I would just say in general adults, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. No, and it's – that's. And I do the same thing. It's like I have an expectation for my kids. I'm going to treat you like I treat my kids. 
and you may be older, yep. but you still have an expectation. I'm not going to lower the bar no. so you get over it. Yeah. You're going to have to raise your standard a little bit. Absolutely. So, and, and I think yeah. kid, you know, students may not get it at the right at that time, but especially when they get out of high school, a lot of them will start to get that. And I actually had a, um, a student send me a message on – or po- tag me in a post on Facebook – um, it was something about teachers, like their best teacher, right? Yeah. And and it's not. I'm not like trying to toot my own horn. Oh yeah, like yeah. That. Here we'll get toot, one out. Toot, we need a right here, little gold horn. <laughs> we need a little horn button. <laughs> can you get the sound effects so going on? So as soon as one? I'm gonna toot it, <laughs> I can push it. So you know that I'm. I am tooting. But anyway, so she was a student that went to the school where I'm at currently, and she had to transfer. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the reason may be, and uh, she had said, and this is like. One of those moments that it's like your golf shot. Like you play yeah. golf, you hit shitty shots all day, and yeah. then you hit that one great shot. Yeah, you know that's the things where like when kids you hear hear these things. But anyway, so um, it was that she she wasn't going to graduate. Yeah, but then she said she could hear my voice in the back of her head <laughs> telling her to get it done and yep. you know push through. And uh, it's one of those things you almost tear up because that's that impact you you don't know you make. Yeah. Until later. Yeah, so I would say with that, what you're probably getting at, Chris, is that you're thankful for those students and parents that you've worked with, and it could be even those teachers you work with, when they take the time or have taken the time to acknowledge, like, hey, what you do is a shitty job. Like, there's a lot of crap things about it. But in and that those moments when, when you were – in those tough spots, you still made the attempt, right, to to make my life as a student better. Yeah. And and I would say that's awesome for you to bring out, like, because that's very, we've said that before, it's very rare, right? Very yeah, you don't between. hear it very often. It's and, one in a hundred kids usually you hear from. Maybe. And I think that's the hard part because a lot of teachers go, I've never made an impact in a student's life. And I I don't think that's the truth. And I, I – with 99% certainty, I'm, I can say that's not the truth. What it is is that, again, I think it comes back to that clear communication. A lot of people don't know how to communicate how much somebody has affected their life, right, without yeah. it seeming uh, Until they get older. Or they get embarrassed, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, so that's awesome that uh, you've had that because, like I said, any teacher who's taught for years and years knows that, you don't get many of those. No. Um, and, and you don't get those if you don't hold them accountable. Absolutely. And that's one of those things like piggybacking off of what you said is like, we hold them to a standard like we would hold our own kids to. Oh, absolutely. And then that's how they, they succeed. Cause yep. if I just say, well, you don't do it. Okay. Yep. That's fine. Yep. Just don't do it. Just no. don't bother me. Yeah. You don't get that. Nope. You know, um, that was an awesome one. I don't know how you follow that one. Um, I'll give one more here, th- something I'm thankful for. Um, it really does go back to that personal growth. So um, I've I've been thankful for the ability to really be able to become better at that communicative piece. Um, we grew up in the generation that there was no explanation needed, right, for when a prompt was given. Yeah. Like, hey, don't touch that. Hey, get off that chair. Hey, you know, don't push somebody. Um and it was never followed up with, hey, the reason you don't touch that is because you're going to burn the crap out of your hand yeah. right now. Like, just don't touch that, right? Um, and I would say over the years, I'm really thankful for the idea. And I've had some great mentors. And I've had some, you know, 
mentors who I I learned to do the opposite of what they said. Um, but in the same token, students that I have worked with and parents have really taught me how to be a better communicator. Um, I used to think when you communicated too much, it was, it looked like you were making excuses. Yeah. Right. Um, well, why did you do this? Why did you attempt that? Why did you say that? Well, let me explain, but it's going to sound like, you know, I'm it's almost, you feel like you're rambling yeah, a little bit or yeah. like, or like I'm, I'm guilty of what you're saying, but let me know, you know, it's, but it, it's not about guilt. It really is just about communicating. The reason I had your student do the extended practice is not because they were in trouble or I was being a jerk. It's because they need to show that they're proficient at this skill, which means yada, yada, yada. Yeah. When I was able to start doing those types of things, there was almost this cataclysmic result that was I didn't have to explain more after that. Like there literally was a sentence or two and the parents were like, yeah. He's on, he's on it. He's trustworthy. Yeah. You know, there was a reason, a good one. Um, and, you know, even those times that I can think of in the in the recent times where parent phone calls, tough ones, um, a lot of times, again, it was miscommunication on my part, right? Like I might have said something or I might explain something or I didn't explain something. And after I did that communication clearly, it came out so much better, right? Yeah. And the, we had that earlier this year, actually, with a student. Um <clears throat> There's miscommunication. It was, it was like the game of telephone. Teacher to student, student to parent. Uh-huh. Parents upset. Contacts teacher, and it was all miscommunication. They came in for an IEP meeting, and we talked about it. I explained it. Parents fine. It was just that there was that miscommunication, that disconnect, uh-huh. or maybe like you're explaining it the way you understand it. Student doesn't quite grasp it, Mm-mm. so what they translate to parent. Is not the same thing. All of a sudden, parent gets half the story, or like, and no fault to anybody. It's no. just a miscommunication, and it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. But like you said, if you you would rather over communicate, yeah, than under because then like yeah. you're not like you said you don't have to say it twice. Yeah, yeah, and and I used to think that part of that was like it was like being in court when you're on the jury stand. You just say yes, no to everything, and you call it good. But I think you really hinder any kind of open communication and you probably back yourself into a lot of corners when you communicate less right? yeah or um, try to make it easier or like you don't like confrontation because yeah. with the truth can come <laughs> yeah you know absolutely. confrontation yeah. so you might like fib mm-hmm. not we haven't but i'm saying like some people might right right but you know the saying like if you don't lie, you never have to remember something. No, you never have to remember right? what you lie. So it's, yeah. and it's, it's easier because then usually the parents understand like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. and it's, yeah, communication. I think that's a, that's a great thing you're talking so about. So on this topic, uh, something humorous that just came to mind is what is, what is one of those weird ticks or skills or things you picked up over the years is teaching now um, that you're, Maybe not as thankful for. Oh, it's a good question. I can go first while you're thinking. Go, if you got something, go ahead. So every, I don't know if everybody knows, but in teaching, you you sometimes literally have maybe ten minutes to eat your lunch, right? Like your lunch period is as long as the students about half an hour. But by the time you get students out the door, you have those after class uh, discussions. You. <laughs> 
either make that phone call or you get your lunch from the teacher's lounge that takes you 10 minutes, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, you only have about 10 minutes. So my ner- my weird thing that I've picked up or skill that I'm not so thankful for is the ability to down an entire meal in like 10 minutes or walking or having a phone conversation yeah. with a parent as I'm like drinking my, my drink for the day and then eating at the same time. Like it is not pretty. Um, I think I've lost all skills and etiquette when I'm around people. <laughs> like don't take me to a fancy restaurant because I'll be that embarrassing weird guy just shoveling food, you know? <laughs> it's like you're covering it like you're in prison and trying right. to eat it. Like I got to lick everything to make sure the kids aren't stealing it later. And uh, and then, you know, like sometimes you do give your lunch up to a student you because you know they don't have money in their lunch account or, yeah. or they didn't get enough. And um, so it's one of those things where like you can scrounge too. Like I, I remember days where I just ate uh, what pistachios yeah. for lunch, you know, because that's all we had. Like, yeah. Oh man, um, I'm trying to think a tick that. If you know one that you see of, let me. I'm trying to remember. Man, well, at least you're not one of those those teachers who you know every time you write on the board, like your shirt comes up and then like, you know like your pants no. sagging what, a little bit. <laughs> what I did notice, and a kid mentioned this last year, was that. Um, when I write on the board, I don't know why, but I have my pinky out on the board. It's like spacing. And I always like, as I do it, you're a fancy, I'm writer. a fancy writer. Cause I'm, it's not writing it. I don't know. It feels weird writing it normally. Cause I'm not, so I always have my pinky out like on the board as I'm writing. It's probably, you've learned that if you drag your, your palm, your but you're right. But I'm not dragging my palm. Yeah, but that's why you put your, yeah, maybe that's why you put your pinky out. Is so you're I don't, I don't know if it's like the spacing from the board or the steady, my hand. You're you're just a fancy, right? Like, I don't know. I you do, know it's like you're half coffee, half cappuccino. I think you're just I, fancy. You know, I'm not a black coffee guy. I can't <laughs> unless it's cold brew. I'll drink. Why well, do they put cream on the top? They Never do mind. put cream yeah. on. The top. <laughs> oh no! Um, I, I just thought that'd be funny. That because I, you know, like we said, you learn so many different skills. I mean, they're just autonomous now. But. Yeah, night is. But no. you think about some of those funny things, like uh, I remember people, the, and a lot of you younger teachers probably won't remember these, but those overhead projectors yep. with the dry erase markers, and, and you know, you'd always see teachers with that dry erase all over their sleeve and their arm. And Oh, yeah. I, I always hated those because they were, like, backwards, and, like, oh, yes. so when you're trying to, like, look at the screen yep. or the board and you're trying to move, like, a a laminated sheet or an overhead sheet, and you're, yep. like, you got to do the opposite. And, oh, gosh. Oh, that always threw me off. Yep. Um, no, that that's just fine. I'd be I'd be interested if you if you're listening and you want to share like one of those funny things that you've you know picked up that you don't even notice you're doing anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah share it with us because it's always funny. It's always good to share a laugh um, to find the humor in what we do because there like like we said there are a lot of lot of tough days, um, but I. It's not necessarily finding the why or finding who the bus driver is or mail whatever those are. But um, now I'm, I'm going to make you <laughs> self conscious here because okay. you've done what I I catch my I used to catch myself and I tried to stop it mm-hmm. is filling a sentence while I'm speaking with kids and using um yeah so I like there was a time and I'm probably doing it now and I just can't catch it I used to like really catch it especially when I was younger oh I would try mm-hmm. not to use uh, you know I'd try to pause. Because it does, it's not quote unquote professional if you're using um and things like that, just because it's a t- it's a space filler. I, I am more self conscious not with students as I am when I'm giving a presentation, or mm-hmm. when I used to do uh, teacher evaluations. 
yeah. in post-conference and pre-conference, things like that. Like, you know, people are silently, because I'm silently judging too. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody, everybody judges it. everybody. It happens. And, uh, you know, even with uh, interviews. And so, like you think, like you said, filler words. So it'd be like the so, the right, the correct, the um, those mm-hmm. types of things. But it, it's it's how you do things. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, you can get overly annoying too if after every three or four words you're pausing yeah and then you start again you start talking again and then yeah it's the same thing (laughs) i I think there was one time i was on a um i was on an interview committee and and i can't remember what it's been a long time not a great candidate and they used um a bunch and i think at one point i started marking oh yeah marking how many times they used um or uh yeah instead of pausing Oh, we've all been there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. It, yeah, it happens. Especially it's, in those uh, full district PD days where they spend, you know, $10,000 to have somebody come in. Oh, my gosh. And they use um every third or fourth word. And you're just like, that just cost the district, you know, $300. That was another $300. <laughs> Mark <laughs> the time. Like, yeah. No um, yeah. Um, before we kind of switch on to that, like, gap, the one last thing I'll say for, for thankful is uh there's uh um <laughs> i'm tallying i'm tallying <laughs> these right now so are you our our kids go to the district that i teach in so we are on the exact same schedule now obviously this doesn't work for everybody but it is nice that we are on that same schedule so we have the same days off unless obviously it's a pd day and kids aren't there uh damn it now i'm catching myself <laughs> catching <laughs> now myself. you really are well, and then we have the same spring break and summer break and Christmas break and all of that. So that really helps. Um, damn it. I catch myself. Now I'm not going to break it. I'm not now. It's, it's it's like, you know, when people say the, to skiers don't hit a tree and they hit a tree because that's all they're doing is thinking about it. So you're subconsciously locked in. Now I'm locked into that. So we do it in the summer. We have the, we have a great time camping and things like that. And then we're able to, make sure we have the same time off. And obviously my wife doesn't because she's in a different profession, but the kids and I are able to have that scheduled time. We know we're going to be together, which is great. So yeah, it's the added bonus of not just the weekend. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So then, so then from there we talk about Thanksgiving and what we're thankful for. Then as what's your favorite Thanksgiving food. Ooh, so, we actually do rigatoni at my grandma's house Ooh, yeah. when we have it. Yeah. So, that would probably be my, f- it's non-traditional, obviously, but oh. that is my favorite. We actually did it at my in-laws. They bought a uh, a beef tenderloin <laughs> roast, and we did that. So, that, oh, was, that was really no, good. Wait, they didn't overcook it, right? They didn't do it no, well done. And, no, <laughs> they put, did it. And put ketchup on it. Oh, brutal. <laughs> no, it was it was good. They did a good job. That's awesome. And you guys you guys have different meals, right, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, or are they yep. pretty similar? Um, no, it's the same. No, it's I'm sorry, it's different. So when we go to my grandparents, she'll do uh, – Caught myself. She'll do tortellini soup. Oh, yeah. Which is homemade chicken broth, homemade tortellini. Homemade, homemade. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It's so good. And then I can't remember what we do for uh, for my in-laws. Yeah, nothing's but. better than grandma's love and cooking. Right? Oh, my oh, goodness. Yes. Chicken it's, dumpling uh, soup. 
They yeah, definitely have that, the time and they take it. So. It's it's amazing. That's what about all. you? Oh Thanksgiving. My gosh. So my favorite used to be on Thanksgiving. Uh, before my uncle passed away, he would deep fat fry a turkey. Ooh, yeah, and there dude, we go. that was oof, amazing. My uncle was a good cook. And uh, oh, let's see here, Christmas. Generally, it's the the prime rib we do. So we do a rib. So it goes clear back to when I used to work in the meat department. We get discounts on on food. Yep. So I'd always get a rib roast for a pretty good oh, price. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we used to start doing that, and then obviously I haven't done that for oh twelve years. Holy crap! Has it been that long? <laughs> may, may, I don't oh know. gosh, we're getting we're getting Jeez. old, man. <laughs> yeah, with every year oh, we get older. Geez, at least. No, it's a uh, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a thing, but that's no, what we I, do here. It's a lot of food on Thanksgiving, so you got to pick something out that's. Yeah, I turkey's good as long as it's not dry. Yeah, I'm not a huge ham guy though. You know, it's the okay, older I get, I, I'm the same way. The older I get, I'm, yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah, um, maybe a little corn casserole, good corn. Yeah. yeah. Cavatelli, though, would be amazing, man. Oh, it, it always is. Did your mom have that at her restaurant? Probably. Yeah, you should go check it out. Um, so then after, you know, we come back from Thanksgiving break, you have that three, three-and-a-half-week window, which can fly by. Yeah. Or it can be a hellscape. Well, it used to fly by because you could do movies and projects <laughs> and videos, right? Yeah. So that's like... You never know what you're going to get. And no. it's... Especially for students. It's, it it can fly by that first two and a half weeks, but you have those students that have not great home lives, mm -hmm. so they don't want to be home. Mm -hmm. So then those behaviors that they already have mm -hmm. jack way up. Yeah. And it's like, hang on. Well, it also hurts that, you know, if if you believe in those biological things of that time of year it's getting darker sooner you have the new school year uh excitement wearing off now yeah. the uh you know things are changing temperature all that fun stuff i mean there's so many other factors out there at that moment you know and you come off of thanksgiving where you know uncle Larry and, and dad just got into a fist fight in the yard, you know, because they were both hammered. Yeah. Um, you know, and so you come or, back to school. Or you didn't have very much to eat over or anything right? or anything to eat. You know, or you went and visited that strange parent who you haven't seen all year, you know, because it's the holiday. So, you know, there's a lot to credit to that time of year and things that can cause students to really have a tough time. I think just as much, though, as students, teachers also have things like that that happen. Yep. You know, obviously, the the temperature, daylight, whatever, that does affect us as adults. Oh, yeah. If you, you have students like you, Chris, that are or kids that are in school, I mean, gosh, you, you're dealing with so much. That's when dance ha starts happening, all the sports ramp up, yep. all the – We just started doing that. Clubs, crossover. Basketball. And you know, and um, – and you know as well as I do, you get home at 5, 6 o'clock, you throw something quick on the stove or in the oven, then it's just right out out, out the door again to somewhere, and by oh. the time you know it, you're laying in bed at 10 o'clock, and you have to wake up at 6 or 5.30 to go to work again, right? And so. you don't get much of a break. No, we do that. Like, we have dance Mondays, daughters and dance, and then Tuesday and Thursday, both kids do basketball. Yep. So it's like come home, take one to basketball, the other one's with you in tow, stay there for about 10 minutes, 
and have to leave, take the other one to basketball, come back at the other one, go back, and get, you know, it's just. It is. It's, and yeah, it's crazy. And by the time you have a, a chance to catch your breath, it's like 8 o'clock. Yep. It's dark. It's dark when you go to work. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of factors in that time period that just yep. can throw everything into a tailspin. Yeah, and I think that's part of, I, I do think there's some part of empathy or sympathy that is beneficial in what we do. I also think that there is a fine line between those two things and excuses as well. And you said it earlier about having a standard and or understanding that that standard needs to move sometimes. And I think that's where a lot of that communication also comes into play is, is knowing that this student has a skill, but they also have this crap that's going on. And it's really the same crap that you have going on on a daily basis, but you just have a different responsibility or role in that same type of yeah. struggle. And, and you're older, so yes. you, you're able to com- compartmentalize yeah, or like for like hide it, hide right? it yes. while you're at work. And or have outlets for it yep. beyond throwing that chair at that other kid or, you know, telling the teacher to F off. Yep. You have those other outlets. And, and I'm not making excuses here, but I do think that needs to be part of the conversation when we meet with those parents as teachers yeah. um, or staff members. But, no, I, I think it's a fun time of the year, though. I mean, there's so much things going on between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Generally, you have conferences, which we talked uh, about. We have before. Yep. Around that time, so, uh, you have a lot of semester starting to wrap up. Yep, and if you're in quarters, you have your second semester projects generally starting to ramp up between that time period. Yep, we have a lot of things. I know, like Chris, when we were teaching together and we had our programming going, that was a big t- push uh, that we did with our students to get through those skills before yep. Christmas break, right? Yeah, because as they we knew as they come back, there's not many breaks. It gets to be a lull. Plus, when they come back from Christmas break, we wanted to cut that list down, correct? Yeah. From having 100 skills they had to get through to so. maybe like 30, and then you can slough off a little bit, right? Like, <laughs> Just uh, get your stuff done. Yeah. and um, Or we had some students who always talked about you know getting out of special education. And yep. we said, here's a good game plan. Go into Christmas ahead of the game. Yep. And then as we get into third quarter, we can discuss dropping you for, and then you have nine weeks to do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. And uh, for as far as electives go. And so I, I again, communication and you brought that up earlier. I think that was that was a huge piece of that uh, success. And then just being thankful that we were able to do that. Yeah. I, I like how you mentioned you may have to adjust the bar depending on the time of the kid. Um, I know last year we had a, a student. She um, she struggled, but she'd come and she'd she'd fall asleep in class. Mm hmm. Well, come to find out, she's working overnights yep. to help support her family, mm-hmm. and she just could not stay awake. So those are some of those times where it's like, you know what, I can prod them, keep them awake, try to get work out of them, but you, you have to have that empathy at that time and realize it's better for this student right now. Take a nap. Yeah. You know, it's going to be better for the rest of your, your day, maybe your other classes, not saying mine's less important. No. But I think there's more flexibility. There's a lot more flexibility. And not just really even empathy, but also knowing that when they're awake, there was an understanding that they were going to work. Yes. Right? I yeah. mean, you had that conversation with that student. And, and same here with that couple that I'm thinking of. We had that conversation. If you come in here and you're wide-eyed, bushy tail, 
we're going to knock out some work today, right? Yep. And they knew that. And they would. They would crank out a lot of stuff those days. Knowing, because they trusted you, that, hey, if it's been a rough night, yeah. mom and dad were fighting all night or whatever, yeah. and I couldn't sleep, I could let you know that, hey, I didn't get to sleep till 4 o'clock this morning yeah. because of things at home, that you were understanding. And you weren't going to be, you know, a dick about it for no. the rest of the yeah. you know, day. But, yeah, and I, I know there's probably at some point some students are going to listen to this at, you know, way in the future or whatever, but, um, and think, oh, God, Russell was never like that. But I, I do I do think in general, I, I do feel like, and, and that Chris, you and I were the same way about this, but we did. We'd have those discussions with each other. We'd have those discussions with students. Yep. And they knew, like, there was an understanding that, yeah, we're going to push you, but we're also we're going to understand, you know? And there was times where I know you did this too, but at the beginning of class, I'd be like, guys, I got to tell you the truth. I did not get a lot of sleep. I got literally three hours of sleep. My kid was sick or, Hey, I'm not in the greatest of mood right now. Things aren't going the best here. Like I need to get some things looked at yeah. or I need to meet with some kids. Like you guys have to understand today's not a good day to jack around. Yeah. And you, you would agree those were days that were very productive. Or the kids found a way not to annoy you, <laughs> not right? Not to piss you off. <laughs> right. Um, and they policed themselves. I can think of a time where, and I laugh every time I think about it, but there was one time, you know, where the water bottle flip craze? Oh, Jesus. It yeah. was the dumbest thing ever, I think, too. Um, but I remember one day I gave that I gave that little spiel at the beginning of class. I was like, guys, look, I, I'm very respectful when you tell me, like, things are going rough for you. So, like, I need to be honest, blah, 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 blah. So I remember, like, I, I'm sent back, and I'm looking at some student's work who brought it back to take a look at, and I hear the bottle flip, and all of a sudden, I hear this hand slam down on another, and I look up, and this kid looks over at the other kid and goes, dude, Russell said he's not in a good mood. You're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, not, they know that yeah. you're, you're even-tempered. You're not going to fly yeah. off the handle. No. <clears throat> but if you're going to let them know that, hey, today's not a great day, yeah. that you can be a, not an asshole, but yeah. like you can yeah. raise that voice if you have to. And like, <laughs> well, it wasn't oh. that they just knew like, I wasn't going to give the two warnings. Today. Yeah. Today was just a day where I was like, go to the office. Like I'm not dealing with it. Like, yeah. you know, um, and it was just funny. And I always laugh at that moment because, uh, you know, it was nice to know that students per- were able to see that. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and respect that. idea. I was going to say not just see it. Yeah. But take it into account and yeah. not just like, oh, he's having a bad day. Let's see how mad, yeah. how bad we can make it. And I yeah. think that's building the relationship with the yeah. students because if you don't have that relationship, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, he's having a bad day. Let's see what we can do <laughs> yeah. here. Let's poke the bear a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, that, that would have been easy to do, uh, especially in my younger years. But, yeah, so anyhow, the that segment for thankfulness, I, I think, no, those are good ones, man. And you brought up some really good points, too, that, uh, yeah. Made me really reflect on a few things. Yeah. So uh, f- for new teachers out there, I, and I know it's a struggle, and the last two years have been really rough, and this year could be really rough too, but if you have take a moment, and it doesn't have to be long, and just think of something that, you know, what is, what's some of the positive things? Because we can, man, we can swim in the negative. All It's so much easier to be negative than it is positive. Yeah, that end of the pool is deep. Oh, man. Yeah, and you've got people dragging you down there. They, you know, they're negative and they just, they want somebody with them. And it's not that you have to, you know, maybe you do, maybe you distance yourself from a negative person because you just know that if I am around this person, 
I'm not strong enough to not be negative with them. Yeah. And it, it's tough. So yeah. take take the moment, you know, whatever you need, and just think about, hey, what's one positive? What's one positive thing today, maybe? And it has to be real, and it has to be honest. It, yeah. it can't be one of those, well, you know, I didn't get in a car accident coming to work today. Well, yeah, that's real, but how honest is that? For you to really yeah. how go often does that, that happen deep, that, right that's um, the positive is that you didn't do it and so i think it has to be that i also think that there's some reflection that has to be done and we talked about communication right clear communication i think you have to communicate with yourself very clearly um it might seem weird having that self-talk or conversation in your head but sometimes you gotta sit down and just be like okay for the next five minutes i am just gonna have a deep and very tough conversation with myself right yeah like, and I, I can honestly say I was there. Like I've had that conversation multiple times, um, especially when I was thinking about whether to continue teaching or not. And I think at the end of the day, I know that I kept coming back to that question of what is my time worth? Yeah. You know, teachers keep saying we need to be paid more or the establishment keeps saying, well, pay teachers more and they'll do better. Right. Or be happier. And, and I know asking myself what my time is worth but it wasn't even in the dollar sense it was just like what is my what is my time worth is it worth trading that time with family right is it worth trading my time to have a second job right and and we've i think we brought this up before too is that as we get older we become more efficient to where we're not at the school till like five or six or have to be weekends yeah to get the stuff done And sometimes it's like, you know what? It's good enough for right now. I need to separate myself. I need to go home. Yeah. And and planning periods, just because it's your planning period, does not mean that you have to be working that whole 45 minutes. There are days where I've had my planning period, and it's been a rough day. Yeah. You just... You need to like decompress. Absolutely. Don't do not be ashamed to do that. No, and especially on those days where you're working through lunch, right? Yeah, like, I've I've done that multiple times where we've had working lunches. I'm like, okay, my planning is fourth hour. All right, I'm just gonna take forty five minutes. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I need it. Like, yep. Because I have kids that come in because their schedule's different than mine, mm-hmm. and they have like a block schedule. Third hour. Well, third hour I have a class. Three a I have lunch and then my plan. Yeah. But they come in like. Maybe the middle of my lunch yeah. or third hour because they have a test. They need yep. read to them. They need a quiet space. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. You know, kids want to do well. And not every day because some days it's like, man, I just want time by myself. Yeah. So then, you know, with the split plan I have, that later one I've got, I just, I work through lunch, work through that. And yep. then that last plan period, it's just like, you know what? Yep. I just need to take a breath. I like that idea, though, of just... um on those drives to work, to school, and you're feeling it already, and we've all been there, you're feeling it. Like, if one kid says something, or if that teacher <laughs> down the hall says one thing to me today, like, I, I wish a kid would. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and don't lie to yourself. This is where you're being honest, right? Um, but I think that is a great moment just to say, look, I, I'm just driving to work, even though I, I'm not excited about it. Like, but what is the reason? Like, what is that one thing that, I, that in my back of my mind I'm thankful for and I'm happy about that's making me make this drive? Because <laughs> it can't be, it can't just be so I can pay my bills. That yeah. can't be the reason. No. Because, uh, again, at, at some point you you will just veer off the bridge. I'll right? say if, if and, that's the case, 
that's when you have to start either looking for new reasons or looking for a new place of employment. Cause I like that idea though. Yeah. That, that one positive, <laughs> even during the day, um, or crank up that hip hop and get going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Push your way through. Even though no kids know what that uh, old school music is. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Um, anyhow, but, sorry. We, we kind of went off on a longer tangent about those things. But no, I I do think there is, uh, I think it is a great time, though, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, I think you can make it, a, it's a short it's a short time, but I think it can be very productive, too. I think it'd be very productive, and especially if you've planned out your expectations and the standards that you've wanted students. And I'm not even talking about curriculum standards. I'm just talking about you as a teacher, knowing where they should be by the end of this, you know, Christmas break, those standards. And at, if you're a good teacher, like we've always said, you you will know how or have an understanding of where, where each of your students are or have them grouped enough that, you know, like group B is, two skills behind and these are the things they need to accomplish. So I think, I think there's a lot of flexibility too. Wouldn't you say for teachers between Thanksgiving and Christmas break on really what they can do as far as curriculum direct. I know there's a lot of standards to get to, but when I say flexibility, I, th- I think there couldn't be some understanding like two of those weeks are going to be used to catch kids up. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's where the end or the, that last day of school before Christmas break was for my class. You get two weeks, the last up until the last two weeks, right? To make up. So that's what some of the kids were doing. Um, you know, we they came into an advisory, right? Might have taken a class, um, yeah, class data. Hey, get caught up. This yeah. is your chance because then at the end, it's not you don't get it. So, and it's not necessarily caught up as just a stay hall, but caught up as in like, okay, here's the list of crap that you have not done. Yeah. These are the standards you all haven't met yet. quarter or all semester. Let's like, reteach it. We got to reteach it. Let's get through it. You yep. guys are going to go over here with me. We're going to go get a, a, a relearn lesson. You folks over here, you're already going on a skill 17. You guys are working on that and I'll touch base with you in about 20 minutes. Right. Yep. Um, and I think that's a great way to do it because, gosh, like, I I know I know with our program and a lot of other programs, kids kids get urgency, not necessarily on our timetable, right? But they get urgency, and when yeah. they hear that, like, you have six days yeah. <laughs> to get fifteen assignments done, especially seniors. <laughs> oh my goodness, seniors are killing me. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, but no, I I also. As much as I loved as a student those three weeks, because they generally were movies. They yep. generally were like, hey, you just read, you know, this book. Now we're going to watch the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not like that really anymore. No. I, I As much as, like I said, as a student, I love that. I do like as a teacher the idea um, that it can be very productive. Yep. And kids are motivated at that time for the most part. Yeah, they're just like you. They, they just want to get on break too, but... Um, I am thankful for the students we work with who, not necessarily their freshman year <laughs> or sophomore year, but generally by their junior or senior year, they get it. Yeah. And, well, and that's where they're like, I can't fail this class. <laughs> I screwed around too much. And I've got one that's already like, it's like, hey, you had your senioritis. You had your fun when you were a freshman and yep. a sophomore. You're paying for it now. Yep. You can't screw around. Yep. And and it's I don't know about you, but I even got to the point where I didn't even need to say I told you so anymore, yeah. right? Like it, it was just fun to see that students mind click and realize like, oh shit, they were right. Like Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, that's the same way. So I had some of these kids when I was at the middle school before I moved back to the high school. And I said, I told you guys <laughs> when you were in seventh grade, your yeah. grades don't count right now pretty much because you don't get credit. But when you get in the high school, it's going to count. Yep. And, um, Gosh, I, speaking of grades, do you remember when we first started coaching middle school together? We had those grade sheets for t- for teachers to fill out. Like, oh yeah, and we used to run that with guidance department. And um, I, I remember just catching so much flack of pushback from teachers because it was just it was time consuming. It was, it was. More, yeah. Um, Sorry, we're trying to keep kids <laughs> accountable. But you know what was funny was um, we had, and I shared that with you. We had several teachers at the high school tell us like. There, they had certain kids who would come up to them and would be asking about grades just yeah. for the fact of they knew that they were getting checked. You know what I mean? Like, yep. um, they kind of got in that habit. And and not saying that was the answer to all of our woes, but I I would be interested to see like how much better students who we had when we were requiring those grade checks and stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember there were times we were told kids like, "Hey, you need to go put your gear back and go to so and so's classroom." Like, yep. Yeah. You, you got you, study you, hall. You got to go practicing make up today. Yeah. yeah. We already talked to that teacher. You're going in. Um, and obviously, like we had a little more latitude as middle school coaches, but um, and winning isn't wasn't necessarily the requirement to no, coach. And I think our um, administration could see that it was more about making sure kids got their stuff done. You know, or not. I shouldn't say stuff done. Took care of academics before oh, athletics. Yeah. yeah. And so. um but I there's there's days that I, I miss those little things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh and those are the reasons or the the whys or why I'm or the thankful things that I we yeah. did, right? Because um you could see they made a difference. Yeah, yeah, and that that's that's a good way to end that. Yeah. Um all right, so the last time, because you weren't on our last episode. Oh no, I wasn't. You had a guest. Who was it? Yeah, we. I had weed coming. He, oh, was, my, nice. he was my guest. I you miss were gone. him, man. Um, I think he might come back for our next one. Sweet, he might come down here. Yeah, so, let's do it. Yeah, I gotta gotta work on this bar so we can have it. You gotta get a heater down here for him. Yeah, no It'll kidding. Be cold. <laughs> <laughs> the last one I think was geez, November third. That was when we had sunken. Yeah, that was with sunken. I don't. You were on. I was on that one. I don't yeah. remember where you were at. Where were you at in, in November? I was in, November. I was in Texas. Okay. I was in like northeastern Texas or northwestern Texas, I believe. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, yeah. update us on your travels because I did have one of our former classmates I saw today, and she said that she had listened to the first few episodes and she was trying to track where you're at. She liked hearing oh, yeah. where you're at, so that's good. Um, so we need to catch people up on where, yeah. where you're at and – Maybe next time, since we'll still be on break, you'll still be here. We can talk about where you're going. Yeah. So we're since North Texas, Northwest. Yeah. So we spent six weeks in Texas. We left there. We left there essentially the second week of December, and then traveled through Louisiana. But Texas, man, was awesome. Uh, we did Thanksgiving in Corpus Christi, and nice. it had a, a golden corral. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was packed. Um, the weather was not the best. It was so we were there for 14 days. 11 of those days it rained, oh, and the man. warmest it got was like 64 degrees on the ocean. <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> oh, it was better than it was here. Oh man! It well, you know, when all you pack is shorts and t-shirts, it's uh, that's, that's the true. Uh, so anyhow, no, it was good. The people were good. We went to Corpus Christi, Houston, Austin, Dallas. Um, did all those fun things, and then we just kind of drugged the coast or the the Gulf line there, and then went to Louisiana. There's a really cool um, campground 
Gator uh, Gator Campgrounds. They have an indoor water park. There's oh, three wow. pools. They campground then? Uh, it's only like maybe a hundred spots. That's not that big. They built it right next though to a golf course down there. Okay. <clears throat> and it's a small town, but very very nice owner. Um, she was running it, and of course she was talking about how she was having trouble finding people to work, and yeah. but you know the town was maybe. 10,000 people, oh. mainly older adults, and a lot of college kids who, of course, went to LSU and those things. I gotcha. Um, but anyway, so we did that. We we kind of ran through that. Then we went up through Alabama, Tennessee, and then we kind of stayed in Missouri for a little bit. Uh, the idea, though, is when we go back, we're actually going to go back through Nashville and then head back down through Alabama, do the Civil Rights March. Okay. Kind of the, the whole structure that way. And then head down to Florida. And then we were able to get the kids a really good price to Disney World this year. Oh, that'll be fun. So we're going to spend about five weeks in Florida, just do the panhandle, kind of loop down from the south, the northwest and kind of loop to Orlando and then loop back up the west, the eastern side. And then travel up through Charleston, the Carolinas, and probably end it somewhere in D.C. for the cherry blossoms. Okay. And then we're... Heavily looking to move back to Iowa. Um, some different job possibilities and opportunities. So, yep. Yeah. So. Nice. Super excited. Uh, things have been going really well. We, you know, the funny thing is, is I really, I really saw what I did not learn or pay attention to. I should say pay attention to in my auto shop class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, between all the tires that we blew, the mechanical issues, uh, just even general electric things like that so you've had three tires right so we've, we've actually gone through four four okay went through four tires um we've had to replace so one time we replaced it the one of the tires with the spare get about 50 miles and realize the tire's low i go to blow it up and there's a hole in it oh geez. so we we bought the spare brand new we had it for about two months and we that was a spare for your truck or the camper yeah, camper okay and we weren't able to use it at all <laughs> <laughs> I took it in. They go, no, it's on the side wall. It looks like, you know, something bumped up or jumped up and got it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, you know, you learn about those things. Uh, so, no, a lot of good experiences, though. The kids, I, I tell you what, my oldest, she's five. Uh, the experience she's had in the last six months is unequal to what a lot of kids. And it's not even, like, privileged stuff, right? Like, yeah. Um, we lived on a budget. It wasn't like she was eating, you know, cotton candy and ho-hos every day. I mean, oh, and you're, it's not like you're staying in like, you know, fancy hotels oh, yeah. wherever you go. You're, the room service is me, you know, going yeah. out in the rain with the griddle and cooking dinner for the night, you know, like, nope. that's room service. Um, and you talk about the ability as a family to really grow together. Um, I've gotten to know my kids and my wife so much more yeah. in the last six months than I had in six years, right? Seven yeah. years. And, um, it's it's really it's a growing experience for myself. I find myself a lot more patient. Like those things that annoyed me about my family and my wife, and she knows it. Yeah. Um, I don't jump at so much now. So. Well, you, I mean, you almost like you have to get along. You're in a enclosed space. <laughs> yeah. Where are you gonna go? Exactly. You know, and and you learn to go. You know, get through things and. Yeah. And figure it out. So yeah. it's a perfect time for you get you guys to do it too with the age of your kids. And yeah, they're not in school yet, and um, and that's pretty much why we're coming back to Iowa at some point here soon yeah. in the next four or five months. Is Hattie will start getting registered and all that fun stuff. So. Yeah. So are you gonna are you building? We're looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the problem with Iowa is you know this as well as I do. Land is hard to find, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Without paying through the nose. Yeah. yeah, paying through the nose. So we have some we have some options. Um, 
but a lot of it just falls down to, you know, what God will do for us. And um, we just have to trust in the process, which is it's gotten us to where we are now. And thank, you know, thank the Lord. No one's been physically injured yet. Yeah. I haven't had any mental illness or anything like that. You know, it's just been mechanical issues. And yeah. that there is just money, right? Yeah. And the stuff you're going to, you know, you're going to go through. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Just when. Yep. Just when. And, you know, we, we start out pinching every penny and then realize like, you know, what would we be doing if we had a house? Like yeah. we'd go out to eat, we'd go to this event, we would do that. We're just, and it's the, I think it's the quality of life too. Like, you know, um, and yeah, we told Hattie no quite a few times on things, but at the end of the day, we were, we were like, okay, what really matters in life? Does it matter she goes to the Alamo or does it matter that she, you know, she gets the souvenir from the dinosaur park? Well, let's yeah. go to the Alamo. I mean, she's going to get a lot more out of that, right? Yeah. Um, at least I did. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but just, it was awesome to be able to explain to her, like, why do we stand for the Pledge of Allegiance? Mm-hmm. Right. Again, it goes back to what would I want my kid to know when they graduate? Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's five. Why is it important that we celebrate Veterans Day? Why is it, why is it, why is that guy crying over there as he's, you know, standing in front of a wall that has a name on it? Well, yeah. this is why. Like, um, so it's those things, you know, in, why are those people eating at that restaurant? Why are they doing it that way? Well, there's different cultures and different, you know. Um, she's going to know so much oh, before she gets into school. I mean, she's going to be so far ahead. And who knows what she retains. But, you know, that is me in my mind being, and you do this all the time with your kids. I see it. Um, you explain to them, like, we do this because. Or it's, we do this because as a family, that's what we do, right? Um, and and I think that's important to know, um, especially for that generation. And you see it every day. Like, it's just building character and morals. Yep. <clears throat> so. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's a that's a great way to wrap this up, bud. We're almost at an hour. I think it's good. So, yeah. yeah. Was, that goes I, quick. It does. Yeah. All right, man. I'm going to go ahead and get us out of here. All right, man. All right. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you with questions or topic ideas. Send us an email at bellyuptotheblackboardpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at bellyuppod, on Instagram at bellyuptotheblackboardpodcast, and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform.